Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode of uh, Heavy Metal Tones. Um, this is a special one this week as I have a special guest in with me. Um, you've heard about mention him before on the podcast. It's uh, my fellow compatriot in headbanging. Um, that's Benji. Uh, he has been running the Facebook page with me now for what, three years? Uh, yeah, probably three, three or two, four years. Two, three years. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's hard yeah. to keep track of. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, the, we're working for one mic here, guys. So if it sounds like I'm in a bowl of jelly and, and Benji's in another room, uh, it's uh, it, you know you'll get used to it, and who cares anyway? Let's face it. So the reason I've got Benji in um, today is we're going to look at sort of trialing a once a month um, uh, Benji corner or something like that. We're going to do. Uh, where he's going to chat about um, uh, an album he's going to bring to the podcast uh, or a band or a theme or whatever he feels like talking about. Um, but I'll firstly, I'm going to hand you over to Benji. I'll give you a little bit of introduction about himself and a little bit of story about how we met and we'll chat back. Hello, Benji. Hey, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. The often, uh, often mentioned Benji, finally here in the flesh or in the, in the voice, <laughs> should I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, how did we meet? It was, uh, how long have I known you for? Probably six or seven years? Yeah, yeah. Now, so I believe it was, uh, through a mutual acquaintance who actually ran a coffee shop. That's right. You were wearing a ghost shirt. You were. Because I, um, I believe it was your daughter had just started working there and I, I inquired, I went, oh, that's, uh, who's the, who's the cute new coffee girl that you've hired? Yeah. And our friend went, oh, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's the new girl, blah, blah, blah. You should, uh, oh, you should meet her dad. He's a, he's a really cool dude. He's always wearing heavy metal shirts. You should come in and, uh, come in and say day. And, um, yeah, yeah, so I think we got, uh, yeah, got, got talking over our mutual love of Ghost, early Ghost. Early Ghost. We'll just, uh, yes, let's not go there. Put an that's asterisk next to that. We'll get, we'll get into, uh, the Ghost adventures that's a different show different show completely that that one. is a very different show perhaps yeah. a very negative show but could uh, be with some positive undertones <laughs> maybe yes and um yeah yes i remember we just we just got talking um sort of discovered we had a very similar very similar sort of personalities even though there's a bit of an age difference between us there is yes but 15, 16 years, but... But, uh, yeah, yeah, sort of a, a similar love of music, similar sense of humour. Yes. Just, uh, we, we just sort of clicked. Yeah. Clicked together. Yeah. And uh, we've been in many gigs since, haven't we? Oh, absolutely. I've, yeah. uh, I've lost track of, uh, of some of the gigs we've been to. Yeah, yeah. There has been many. And I think if I'm right to say that you'd lost your love of music up to that point, and they're sort of, you were, you were sort of on the borderline of it, weren't you? I had. My musical taste had sort of stagnated a little bit. I um, I didn't have Spotify. I had iTunes, but I sort of wasn't wasn't really exploring anything anything new or, or different. I was just uh, sort of listening to the same same handful of bands I'd listened to since I was a kid. Mm. And you're sort of Metallica and Kiss and... Yeah, yeah, your standard angry sort of 15-year-old music. Yeah. Alice Cooper, Kiss... <laughs> Uh, the Misfits, uh, that sort of stuff, but I hadn't sort of uh, hadn't explored anything further, gone down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Yeah, uh, and, and I think that's uh, what I've enjoyed about knowing you, Benji, is that um, you've sort of grown music in your musical taste. I mean, I've chucked stuff at you that you I've never thought you'd listen to, and you've listened to, and vice versa, you've done that with me, chucked stuff at me, and I thought, oh, I've never put that on, and I've loved it. 
you know. Um, some of it's been a bit like, whoa, what is going on? Um, but other times I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty cool stuff, you know. Um, and it's also just nice to have someone, you know, you can throw ideas at, um, you know, particularly A, the podcast and the Facebook page. You've always been 100% behind me, which is a really nice thing to have. So thank you for that. But, um, and now, um, you now, Benji's also is a big Misfits fan. Now, he's got some great stories about meeting the band, which I'm sure he will re relate at another date, I'm sure. Um, and that's the thing about uh, people like Benji and, and other friends of ours is that it's not just, oh, this will sit around and listen to Metallica, or this will sit around and listen to Iron Maiden. Um, it's so diverse in in our taste, and which you'll find out today with the uh, band we're going to talk about in the uh, second half of the show. Um, but uh, Benji um, has uh, he's got uh, an, he's the how do I say it? He's the prototypical Australian if you listen abroad, right? You know, um, doesn't give a shit about anything else, but you know, having a good time. Um, as long as you're honest with him, he'll be honest with you, and he's, he's you know, he's a decent fellow. Um, I'm talking you up, sorry, Benji, man. <laughs> yes, is, that's all right, uh, no, yeah. I'll make your head breathe. You won't be, be able to get out of the studio door with your head being as big as it is. That's it, I'll fall over if I stand up. Yeah, there's too much blood to the head, right? That's right. But we also have a, uh, Benji and I have a love for the battle jacket, don't we, Benji? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, I'd always wanted one. Uh, I'd had one as a youth, but it was really shitty, let's be honest. It was like one patch, so I could afford, and I think it was... And anyone knows me when I say this, but it was a Marillion patch, okay? Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed by that. I've got my Marillion love, but... Um, uh, we sort of decided to sort of uh, start sort of ordering patches, and it sort of snowballed, didn't it? The amount of patches that you and I were going through onto the jackets... It did. It was a, a bit of a slow process at start. I think we, uh, I think we had to sort of talk ourselves into into making a jacket. Like we say, we'd always sort of gone, "Oh, I'd love to have a battle jacket, but where do I start?" And yeah, and this, that, and the other. And just sort of going to going to a few gigs together mm. and uh, looking around at some of the jackets, going, "Oh, some of these are pretty good, but some of these are." I reckon we could do we could do a better job than this. Yeah. Not not putting down anybody else's jackets. Oh no, honestly, it's a that. it's a personal thing, and you know you'll. Yeah, you like what you like. I agree. I agree. And, and you go to gigs, and and how, how many times do we get stopped and, and turned around like pirouetted? Oh, look at this! Look at that! What bands that? What bands? Benji more than me because, without being, you know, Benji's a big man. There's a lot of real estate. He's a tall, broad-shouldered man. So his jacket's got lots of patches on it. Whereas I'm a pretty slight guy and I don't get as much on my jacket. A, a bit more real estate on uh, <laughs> bit more real the, the 3XL jackets. Yeah, so you get more on there. Um, uh, at the moment, he's rocking the Alande back patch from a T-shirt that he put on, which looks really good. Um, you know, I, mean, I started originally thinking I was just going to do uh, Nwobam patches because that was like my, that's my passion, as one know, in, in metal. And you got to the point where I was like... I was going to have a different jacket, one for black metal, one for Nawabum, and I thought, oh, I could just put all on the same bloody jacket. I don't care. I have got a horror one I'm working on, but it's a slow process, that one, I think. Um, but yeah, we, some of the patches that Benji's have, I really love. Um, any tips, got, here's one for you guys listeners out there who are going to do a, 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 a jacket. Have you any tips on where to order them, what to spend, and what to expect in quality? Um, 
the majority of, well not the majority, uh, probably half the patches that I have, I've probably just randomly got off eBay, because a lot of them are sort of hard to find bands, bands that haven't existed for 20 or 30 years, mm. bands that nobody's heard of, mm. and a lot of the time you can only find um, sort of like reproduction patches, obviously like cheap Chinese knockoffs and stuff like that, but that's yeah. not, not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, if I can, if I can get an official band patch, I'll always try and, you know, support support the band through Bandcamp or you know if they've got an official Facebook page or or anything like that. It's always mm. good because you know the the band's actually getting their their cut of the. I think I agree with you there exactly. I think the only problem at the moment, particularly with us living in the arse end of the world, I love Australia. I am an Australian now. It's a wonderful country to live in, but it is miles away from anywhere. So any of my listeners or our listeners that are out there in the middle of nowhere you, you find the patch online you go i really want that one and it's like five euros which works out about say eight to nine dollars and then they're wanting to reap you for 50 euro for postage and it's sort of like what are you talking about like I, honest put it in an envelope yeah, and stick yeah, it in a exactly. bloody envelope i think that's what puts a lot of overseas particularly in australia uh, uh, buying this stuff because people just put stupid postage on it yeah yeah absolutely and people sort of putting um how do i say it i don't know maybe a bit too much nostalgia and thinking that patches are worth a little bit more than they uh, yeah. should be when it's a sort yeah. of a, a little square of fabric yeah i mean i grant you that if i could get my hand on hands on some classic 1980s early venom patches i probably i'd probably see the dollars in that because they were made in the 80s they're Hard to get hold of, but the reproduction ones, they shouldn't be more than a couple of dollars, really. No, no, absolutely. I mean, sort of like rare tour shirts and stuff, I can understand. Mm. You know, yeah. maybe spending a couple of hundred bucks on stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I've discovered a few patches in my time and gone, oh, that's really cool. I'd like to get that. Oh, apparently it's super rare and the uh, the person in particular wants hundreds of dollars for it, yeah. which I just can't, uh, can't justify for a, a little square that's going to go on my jacket. Well, it's like um, I've got a ghost shirt that we both, Benji and I went in halves in to order this stuff from this supplier in America when we, when we liked the band. And um, it's awful. It's thin. It's just, it's, it's a white shirt, firstly. What was I thinking? I'm never going to wear a white shirt. And I have tried to sell that. Anyone out there who's listening that wants a rare ghost shirt, circa 2019, you can have it. You know, from me for just private message me or send me, you know, heavymetaltones.gmail.com. I'm happy to talk to you, but no one seems to want it because it's too expensive for postage and stuff like that. I'm happy to go cheap postage, guys. I just want to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, it can be a bit of a killer, like you, mm. like you mentioned before. Being in Australia, that can be the uh, one of the downsides to sort of. It is, it is. And, and is, uh, when you're doing a jacket, are you a fan of the. Iron on or stitching? Oh no, stitching, hundred mm. percent. I've uh, my my current jacket, my main battle jacket that I wear is probably uh, probably about three years. It's taken me to sort of perfect it. Yeah, finally. Yeah, I've seen it. It's gone through many irrita- it, it irritations. Ha- it has gone through many iterations yeah. and uh, I said irritations. Irritations. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey guys, we just uh, freewheeling it here, so yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> irritations. More beer. Stop, stop and have a brief mm. beer mm. break. Mm. 
It has gone through a few because you've moved them around a lot. I've only done it probably twice, I think, on mine. You've moved yours around. A bit. I'd say my main piece of advice if you're starting a new jacket is wait and build up the patches. Yeah. And then start putting them on. And then put them on when you've got a decent amount. Mm. Mine went through so many changes because every time I got a patch, I'd want to sew it on immediately. Yeah. And then you sort of get halfway through and go, oh, okay, well, I, I don't have enough room or I don't quite like the layout or this, the mm. patches don't quite fit or flow and then you have to slowly yeah. unpick them all and put them all back on. I would, and I also I noticed that when I was buying, when I looked to buy a patch, I actually looked at the shape of the patch because I think, will it fit a spot I've got? Unless I really love it, then I'll just buy it and then we'll I'll work it a space to go in. But most of the time I'll be going, I think I need a triangle one. Or, or I need that. One of the ones that I find difficult are the circle ones. They're really great, but once you put them on the jacket, you lose real estate. Because you can't put anything next to the it. The circles are, are very difficult. Mm. I, uh, I like pretty much just your square or your rectangle ones. Cause yeah. I, yeah. I like to cover most of my real estate. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Although we also have studs and chains and stuff yeah yeah as, as the jacket progressed i got a little bit more creative and started adding all the studs and yeah. chains and fancy heads. yeah yeah fancy skulls and all sorts of basically anything that i could sew onto it yeah would uh, would go onto it so it's quite quite eclectic yeah I, I, I love turning up at the gig with my battle jacket on the mount honestly i just it's i mean it's the peacock in us we want to stand out. Oh, absolutely, a bit. absolutely. It's good, good to get a bit of attention, and especially for something you've put, you know, many, many hours yeah. and yeah. Uh, and you, lots you, of love into. You get people come on going, "Are you with the band?" You're like, "No." <laughs> yes, yes, we've had that a few times. Yeah, yeah, because because we, I'm always well, Benji and I are predominantly at the front. That's where we will be. So um, we, oh, are, you, are you sure you're not with the band? Uh, we know the band. Yeah, but we're not yeah. with the band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, it it is. I, I'd say, guys. I mean, it's never. Too, you're never too young or too old to start one. Um, I mean, I'm closing quickly in on a half a decade, a half a century, and I love my battle jacket. So, you know, sorry, I'm gonna have a quick drink. It's not tea today. It's having a beer with Benji day. So, um, drink responsibly. Or don't drink at all. I don't really mind, but drink responsibly. Anyway, or drink as much tea as you want. I don't. That's going to do any harm to you. Anyway, so we're coming up to the halfway mark here. We're going to go for a refresher of my beer, and we're, when we come back on the other side, we'll have a chat about the album of choice from Benji. I think you'll be pretty interested by this one. Okay, talk to you on this other guys. guys welcome back to part two um so i'm here with benji my co-collaborator on our facebook page my gig buddy and musical uh partner um and we're going to talk about uh a an album and a band or band and an album uh, uh that i'd never heard of until i'd met benji um subsequently i've listened to them quite a lot i revisited them this week on request for the because we're doing the show today uh, and it's the band, the Lord Weird Slough That's L S L O U G H F E G. 
Um, uh, they've shortened the name since to Slaufeg. They're a California-based band formed in 1996. Um, they get the name from the Celtic folklore magazine called Slain, which I think I remember thumbing through years ago in uh, Forbidden Planet in London. Um, they're a four-piece band with ten studio albums and one live album. Uh, and I'm going to we're going to talk about today their eighth studio album, which was Animal Spirits. Uh, anyone out there who's a gamers will probably know their most popular album, which is The Traveller. The Traveller. Um, this could not be more in my wheelhouse than you ever could think. Um, it's proggy. It's maidenly. It has. Uh, it sounds like I think they sound like Rush. They have. Um, long pieces of music with long instrumental pieces the guitars uh, dual guitar they I mean the first album sounds just like something from uh, the first two Maiden albums guitar sound it sounds like um, the, the uh, lead guitarist and main singer Mike Scalzi if I said that wrong Scalzi um, has gone oh guys this nick their sound I didn't mean that I didn't mean nick it that's the wrong word this take a sound we really like and uh, it works so well but anyway I'll leave it over to Benji to have a chat about why he likes them what he gets out of them and we might talk about the the album Animal Spirits sounds good so I first uh, I'd first heard of the Lord Weird Slaufe many many years ago I was sort of googling uh, I play a lot of sort of tabletop games like Warhammer Warhammer 40,000 that sort of stuff Revealing the nerd inside <laughs> me. That's that's all right. Nerd. nerd. And uh, I remember sort of just googling um, sort of background music and stuff to have while you were playing games. And somebody had mentioned, oh, the, the this crazy band called the Lord Weird Slaufeg. And um, so this was this was before Spotify and and that sort of stuff. So I I looked up some of their stuff on YouTube, and it was very strange to put it. To put it lightly, yeah. so their their early, I think their first three albums, when they're known as the Lord Weird Slaufeg, are very heavily fantasy based. Mm. So a lot of the songs are about goblins and demons and uh, minotaurs and witches' cauldrons and all sorts of wacky stuff like that. And it didn't, it didn't suck me in at the time. I went, okay, this is okay, but it's not quite, not mm. quite my thing. Mm. I was still in my uh, sort of stagnant music period then, mm. so uh, I sort of went, "Oh, okay, this this isn't isn't quite for me." And it was a few, <clears throat> sorry, it was a few years later. I was um, starting to work in the bakery. I work in a supermarket, and I was doing some shifts in the the bakery, and it was the the graveyard shift of sort of nine p.m. till seven or eight a.m. And I thought, well, now now's a good time to get in to, to invest in Spotify. I'm going to be alone by myself making bread all night. Mm. And um, well, one of the best things I ever did. Yeah, it's amazing. It's great talk, isn't it? And uh, yeah, the uh, one of the albums I really got into was The Traveller. So I sort of now that I've got Spotify, I've got access to 98% of the world's music. I thought, oh, I'm going to start getting back into some of these bands that I've heard of and and stuff over the years. And um, yeah, so their uh, their album, The Traveller, was a bit different from their earlier stuff because it was science fiction. Uh, actually, based on a like a seventies, eighties role playing game mm. that they'd played as as kids, or one of them had played as kids. 
And I thought, oh, that's a bit more in my wheelhouse, the science fiction. So I listened to that and it absolutely blew me away. It was... Um, one second, one second, I'm having some technical issues in my technical issues. That guy, sorry about that. Sorry about that, the uh, gremlins are in the microphone again. You come here for the wonderfully edited podcast, I know that. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> carry on. That's it. We call it Unplugged. Unplugged. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I remember that being sort of the, the last album that was on Spotify under the Lord Weird Slough Egg. And I went, this, this album is amazing. This can't be... That can't be the end of the band. Googled them, discovered that they'd uh, actually sort of shortened their name and there was another six or seven albums. Yeah, yeah. Under the name, the new name, Slough And sort of that's when they've... A bit of a shift in tone from sort of science fiction and weird fantasy to just sort of weird themes in general, which yeah. I, I really like. Uh, yeah, and I think that that's why I like it, because it really is very proggy. It's very experimental. They're almost elusive people. They don't, you can't, they've got a Facebook page they never update. They've got a web, web page that doesn't go anywhere. Um, they, they're all, like the lead singer's a uh, professor of philosophy, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think he's a, a pre- a professor of philosophy, yeah. which sort of explains his uh, his interest in the weird esoteric yeah. themes that they explore on their yeah. albums. He, he does, and I think he's mainly the. Oh, I'm going to say this: if the band hears hears this, I'm not going to be dissing the other members, but it appears to me that he's the creative force behind the band. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the main. The yeah, main he's the of... he's the Steve Harris of the of the band, which you know is, which leads me directly into my um, opinion. Um, they do sound like Iron Maiden, without the falsetto tone vocals and the you know pomposity Maiden has. The musically, it's very bass driven with a lot of gallop, and the twin guitar sounds just like um, Dave Murray and uh, and, and um, Adrian Smith to me. Uh, they just they play in a very similar style. I think that would, I think they'd probably find it complimentary to me to say that to the band but I think they do oh absolutely I, mm. mean, I don't think it's ever a negative to be compared to one of the, uh, the the greatest heavy metal bands and just one of the greatest bands of, of all time of all time of all, absolutely of all time yeah the greatest and um, uh, I, but the album that I was thinking of um, was a band called Animal Spirits uh, it's it's uh, it's not a concept album like uh, Traveller or the new album the um Organon. The new Organon. The Organon. Uh, but it is, it's got, uh, obviously it's got a, a, a theme running through it that's um, that's sort of based on sort of animal spirit and Celtic. There's a werewolf story in there. There's mm. a vampire story. I think that's the casket, which is my favourite song on the album. Yeah, it seems to be um, sort of very influenced by like sort of spirituality, religion. Yeah. Uh, and sort of the, the the beast within. Yes, yes, that's what I that's what I was looking for. The yeah. sort of the the primordial. Yeah, it's it's beast spirit. I look. It's thirty eight minutes forty five seconds. It doesn't hang around. Um, it's got uh, it, it, each song flows beautifully for it. But the one key highlight for me, apart from um, casket, was um, the cover version of the. Alan Parsons' projects, uh, 
Towers of, of Mystery and Imagination, the song was Telltale Heart. Now, that album is, is up in my top five albums of all time. Prog albums, I have to say, but I say that. I put a caveat on that. And um, because I love Edgar Allan Poe a lot. And so when I, I was, I'd forgot it was on there. And I'm sitting on the bus this morning on the way to work and I'm playing it through and suddenly it comes on. What the fuck is this? Shit, I forgot. And it really sort of made my morning, actually, because they cover it with reverence. They do a great job of it and they don't try and change it. They're not adding different bits, speeding up. It's it's very very reverential. Um, uh, and I, I, I advise anyone out there listening to this to go and listen to te- uh, Alan Parsons' projects, Tales of a Mystery and Imagination. Oh, excuse me, guys. Sorry, guys. Look, that didn't mean to make a horrible noise in your ear there. Um, <laughs> it's when two people were sharing one mic, right? You know, and uh, I knocked it and. Um, it made a horrible hum. Anyway, I'm sure that I will get back to that and get rid of it. If I have got rid of it, this concept makes this mismention mo- makes no sense. If I haven't, sorry. <laughs> anyway, it depends how I feel when I edit it. So we're looking at we're talking about the Animal Spirit, which is the I said the eighth studio album from the what then I think they called themselves Slaufeg, didn't they? Yes, yes. They got rid of the Lords. They got rid of the Lord Weird. What do you think about dropping the Lord Weed? Do you think it's a good move? Um, I I like the Lord Weed. It makes them sort of unique. It's mm. an interesting name. I understand why they did it. Mm. Uh, I mean, this when they dropped the name, it was sort of just before the rise of digital uh, sort of music and streaming. Mm. And uh, apparently it was very hard to find their CDs. Uh, what, what do you categorise it under? Sort of like alphabetically. Lord, Weird, Feg, Slough... Like it, it's, yeah. it, it's a bit of a long, complicated name, so they yeah. Uh, yeah sort of made the decision just to shorten it. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you. I like the full name. I think unofficially that it's still sort of the Lord Weird. Like most of the shirts that yeah. I have still have the Lord Weird slash. Yeah. I think just officially. Yeah, I think I, I'm with you. I think it's a bit strange that I mean I feel sad. I mean, here's a story. Now no one's going to hear this from this band that I was dealing with when I was a teenager. So. I was hanging around and sort of helping out and roadieing and occasionally playing with a band called Ruptured Dog um, way back in the Dark Ages. Amazing name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and it was a three-piece punk band. And uh, <laughs> they tried to get more radio-friendly and dropped the Ruptured and called themselves Our Dog. Uh, let's just say that I had the R Dog T-shirt. I mean, it's subsequently now in a million pieces on the wind across the ocean. But uh, uh, I hated it. I, I couldn't understand why we were calling ourselves, or they were calling themselves, R Dog. Like I know that Ruptured Dog is not radio friendly, but they were getting big plays. Like they um, they played on with the lead guitarist from Faith No More. They he came on stage and played with them at the Marquee. No. They're good enough to have that. Why would they need to drop the bloody ruptured? I'm, I'm not a I'm not a fan of bands that feel they need to to change themselves to make. I mean, Marillion did it. They became from Silmarillion to Marillion. No, I get that. I'd still see them as Silmarillion. You know, um, sometimes a little bit of conformity is okay. Oh no, no I get. To... Uh, yeah, no, no problem. I mean, at the end of the day, these are musicians, and they need to make money and need to live, and um, and they need to have. 
radio play and they want radio play they don't need to but they want it I mean they're musicians aren't they um, but uh, yeah the uh, the album cover is a hand drawn by the lead singer is that right? yes yes hand drawn by uh, Mike which is a, a change yeah. from the, the usual album covers which are very uh, spacey and out yes there. yes very very psychedelic and mm. oh maybe not psychedelic mm. but uh, yeah very out there very science fiction-y very uh, yeah. yeah if you were to I mean it's very difficult to explain the album um, one second one second now hang on so back with me, sorry, again, you know, again, you don't come for the uh, clearly polished product, you come for the uh, editing. Anyway, I'm closer to the mic now, as you can tell us, so this probably sounds better. Um, so the, the, it goes, uh, Trick the Vicar, the 95 Thesis, Metria Prima, Free Market Barbarian, Lycanthropic Fantasies, Ask the Casket, which is my favourite, Heavy Welder, um, Tell the Telltale Heart, which we spoke about before, Contiki, uh, a uh, second coming, tactical air war. Uh, so, as I said, 38 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, my, um, for me, like, like, oh God, put your teeth in tone. Uh, lycanthropic fantasies, which means werewolf, lycanthropes are werewolves. Um, Telltale Heart, Contiki, um, and um, Trick the Vicar are the highlights of the album for me. Um, really, really, really enjoy those particular tracks. Um, uh, the, I mean, uh, uh, look, what we're trying to, what I'm trying to do on this podcast is to get people to uh, reach out, try something different, um, and um, not be stale within their lives. I think we can all do it. As Benji says before, he was in a bit of a, a, a bit of a sort of. A, humdrum circle of music uh, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do but I think you're going to benefit more from opening your mind and you do with things like this so and it's not out there and wacky the vocals aren't going to grind your ears to the wall the guitar the mix is beautifully done for low budget albums um, the vocals are very clear he's a very gifted singer he does sound and I'm sorry Mike he sounded a bit Canadian to me. Um, they're from California, so I don't know where that comes from in my mind. I think that's because I'm thinking of Rush. Um, and uh, anyway, so uh, we've listened to that. That album is going to be the one I recommend for you to enter into. But try first, because I think it's the easiest of the one to penetrate. Um, but if I was to ask Benji, the aficionado of the Feg, uh, what, was his, what would he pick to two or three albums which ones would you pick for beginners oh, for beginners mm. um, I think I agree with you uh, Animal Spirits was sort of my first we'll use the word penetration penetration into the the Slaufeg. Um mm. I think because like we mentioned most of their albums are sort of themed about around one sort of central idea whereas this one is sort of a couple of different ideas so it's a little bit easier to, yeah. to get into it's a well, traditional album isn't it than a than a proggy based concept yeah album. yeah because the, the the progressive stuff can be uh, can be difficult to get into if you're not sort of experienced with the mm. the, the wackiness mm. um, yeah look I'd say the animal spirits is a good one um, probably atavism their, which I really like atavism yeah. their first album under the new the new moniker mm. is uh, is an absolute favorite of mine start to finish 
Um, yeah, I mean, I I love all their albums. I find it I find it very difficult to, yeah, to narrow, easy, narrow yeah. it down. But it is and Traveller, the Traveller, absolutely. Yeah, I be mean, bet you can't see it at the moment. But Benji's wearing a Traveller. That's it. I'm wearing t-shirt. my rare Traveller shirt at the yes, moment. The very good T-shirt as well. Beautiful artwork. Dog in a spacesuit. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Very um, chic. Very chic. So I think. Yeah, as, as Benji said there, like the early ones are quite... If you're not attuned uh, to progressive style music or even psychedelic style music, uh, you might find it more tricky. If you're into your really heavy, dark, black Norwegian stuff, then you're not going to go here. That That's fine. But if you are going to do it, start with, you know, with, uh, as I said, Animal Spirits, Activism, um, and then probably Traveller. Yeah, yeah, pro- the Traveller... Um... What about the new one? Now, I've not really delved very heavily into the new one, but you have a fair bit, haven't you? I have. I'd I'd probably say leave the latest album till later, because it is considerably different from some of the other stuff, and it is very specifically um, about sort of philosophy, and I think it's based on a Charles Darwin book from the 1780s or something like that that he wrote. Right. So it is it is particularly strange. Not that that's yeah. a bad thing, but yeah. it is it is definitely very very heavily themed around one thing. So that that might be hard to get into. Don't you don't you love that about this the music that we listen to and love that you know um you know I'm not saying it doesn't happen in pop music, but you don't you don't get the delicious textures and depths listening to ABBA. You get fun, but you don't get like with with a lot of the stuff that we like the metal the Prague and the new wave of British heavy metal, or even some of the punk stuff. It's really, um, it's almost like educational. I remember listening to watching Monty Python. I didn't, I knew nothing about philosophers until I watched Monty Python. You know, as a kid, um, I learned a lot from this sort of thing. I think um, Maiden's a classic example. You know, Alexander the Great, um, Passchendaele, uh, the, all these songs that um, that have a historic background to them. And give you a bit of depth. You walk away from the songs. You don't just go, "Oh, that was that was entertaining." You actually leave something with you. Do you not think? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose like a good piece of art. Yeah, exactly. You, you wanna, you don't wanna look at it and mm. go, oh, "Okay, that's nice," and then you walk away and you don't think about it ever again. A good piece of art and like, mm. a good piece of music sort of stays with it you. It is with you, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets stuck in your brain and makes you makes you think and makes mm. you go home and Google things and, mm. and look into things deeper and yeah. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's that's what I love about them. So yeah. every time you you can listen to the album a hundred times, and you might pick up different things mm. each uh, time. I think that uh, that we're coming to the end of the show soon, guys. But I think that uh, I'd like to thank Benji for coming. Uh, hold on, he's got to say something. No, it was just looking. It was false alarm. He was gesticulating at me, so people. And uh, after he's wiped himself down. Um, he will be finished. But um, uh, the uh, this is the experiment, guys. Please let me know how it goes. I'd love to some feedback. I, I haven't listened to it yet through the click clack of the tins, see beer tins. Um, and uh, but uh, I've really enjoyed chatting with Benji. As as we said, we don't script it here. I could script it and write notes, but really, it's where's the fun in that? Really, um, I think it's just to have a chat is the best thing. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so please go and grab. Uh, I will put a link in below uh, to uh, Slaufeg's Facebook page. Um, try and, and have a good listen to uh, Animal Spirits and the Traveller and Activism and 
uh, as Benji said, you know, jump in the middle, swim backwards if you want, and then swim forwards. Um, whatever you feel like. I mean, you can go and YouTube them and hear one song, it's fine. I don't think they're the kind of band where one track alone is going to give you the full picture. I think you really do need to listen to the album from beginning to end. Uh, and you need to give it some respect and try and listen to it. Um, so uh, on that one, we're going to say goodbye. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, please come and chat with us at our Facebook page, which is... What's the Facebook page, Benji? Uh, new of them and all things metal. That's or it. Forgotten metal. metal. That's it, it. It often appears as both. Yes, it does. Um, and or at my uh, my email address, which is heavymetaltones at gmail dot com. That's heavymetaltones at gmail dot com. Um, let us know what you think. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for Benji for coming. Thanks, guys. It's been uh, it's been great to be here. Just uh, having a chat, having a beer. Just, yeah. uh, just talking. Relaxing on a Friday afternoon after work. It's Absolutely. Good just good company talking about good music. That's what we're all about. That's what it is. So hopefully we'll get Benji on a bit more soon, more in the future. Uh, hopefully the sound wasn't awful. And I'll see you on the flip side, guys. Bye, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.